0: welcome to real talks the realtor life this is where we talk to real agents about their story and their journey in real estate we'll discuss their beginnings their struggles and their ultimate successes we peel back the layers and deliver a behind the scenes conversation that you the listener can find inspiration my name is nick Niaxu. my intention is to share the authentic realtor life So this is Nick Niaxon with real talks and I'm here with Sidra Subzwari.
1: You got it this time. Perfect. Yes,
0: I did. (laughs) Round four. (laughs) Um, and, uh, Sid is, I've known Sid for quite a long time now, and she's an absolute boss babe and killing it in real estate and she makes it look easy. And, um, and when I like, you know, all successful people, she just started and was successful right away. Right.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Aww. Sid has a really cool story and, um, and we're here to, to, uh, listen to that story. And, uh, from, a, this is the first, you're the first woman on the podcast. Oh, and wow. I'm so curious about your story. Cause I don't know your story very well. I only know a macro version, not the micro version. Yes. And, um, I want to know, uh, what, what, what it is like from a boss babe who's crushing it and how hard it, is, how hard was it to start based on your perspective mm-hmm. and what are the challenges that you have as a female in real estate? Okay. Okay. So first of all, introduce yourself, like who you are, how long you've been in the business, what kind of business are you doing now?
1: Uh, so my name is Sidra Abzawari. I'm a, a realtor. I specialize in the Seltzeri and White Rock market. Uh I'm with Angel Hasman mm-hmm. and Associates. Been with them pretty much since day one, minus the first month in real estate. So uh we can chat about that a little later. But um yeah, I am a specialized out here. I've been doing this for I wanna say about four years now in real estate. Yeah, four years. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Great. And um what type of houses are you selling?
1: You know, um, primarily I focus on the luxury market out here in White Rock and South Surrey. So we've got some Waterview properties. Uh, and then as you go into the South Surrey side, some of the larger parcels of land, estate homes. Um, I've actually found myself doing some project marketing as well. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the, another chapter of the business that's kind of come to me. But, um, but yeah, it's primarily luxury, I'd say.
0: That's great. And, yeah. and, and if you don't mind me asking, how much real estate have you sold this year?
1: I should know this figure. I, I actually don't know. Uh, to be honest, I, I usually, uh, quote know the score, but, uh, this year I've, I've lost track. It's been a good year. It's
0: been a good year. Yeah. It's been a
1: good year. Um, I'm very grateful for the clients and and support that I've had, but I, I don't know the number off the top of my head.
0: I like that. That's pretty, that's endearing because you're just focusing on each client as an, as a relationship rather than just a number at the end of the end of the game. Right?
1: Yeah. I find that it's, um, it's just it's just seeing it through and then the next sale and the next sale and, and, and moving through them. But um, I don't tally it up and say, oh, I've sold X amount this right. year so far. I just have an end an gold and
0: I just, right. just move forward. So the perception that I have is that you make it look easy and fun. And I'm sure that's how it started, right?
1: <laughs> well, it is fun. Um, right. Easy, uh, you know... It's funny because that was my perception before I got started in right. real estate as well. Um, you know, I'd seen your stuff, I'd seen DJ. You guys have been in do- doing this longer than I have. Um, and I remember uh, looking at your sites, similar to what you guys had done to your mentors. So I remember seeing that and saying, wow, these homes are beautiful. I'd love to do this one day. Um, and you guys made it look easy as well. And so it's funny because it's just, it, it, my perception of real estate was very different than mm. what the uh, actual tasks are uh, involved on in a day to day. Um, it is fun and it's a great job and I love it, but there's a lot more uh, behind
0: the scenes. There absolutely is. That's, and then we're going to try to sort of dig into that right now with you from your perspective. So, um, first of all, why'd you get into the business?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I, I used to work corporate, um, downtown and I, I, I used to help my clients in, in the Vancouver area and downtown. And, um, I was working a corporate job for a fantastic company. Uh, but it was very, um, t- to be frank, it was male dominated, you know, as, as many sales jobs are. Um, so I was young, I was in my early twenties at the time and I just found that I was, I take my job very seriously. I'm in business now for myself, but when I was working that nine to five I found myself working longer hours than I had expected. Um, I'd take home my laptop and work from home and I'd be sitting there on my couch doing work and doing spreadsheets and whatnot until nine o'clock at night. So it was very much I was an employee but I treated it like my business. and in long story short, I just thought, okay this nine to five isn't for me I need some time freedom. And also if I'm gonna be spending this much time I want it to be my own baby, and I want to grow it. Uh, my father was an architect. He wanted mm-hmm. me to get into real estate probably since I was born. But, um, you know, everything your dad says, you do the opposite, right? So.
0: so you're a boss baby before a boss baby. Uh,
1: yeah, he was fantastic. My dad, he's a whole nother story, but yeah, no, he, he, you know, my family is full of engineers and architects and doctors in our culture. It's very, um, you know, that's the path usually right. for, for kids. So, um, yeah, no, but to get back to your question, that was, that was it. I, I worked corporate and I wanted some time freedom. Um, and my, again, my perception from the outside looking in a real estate was quite different. Um, but I'm very happy that I took that step. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so when you took that step, um, tell us about your, your, your early years and, and the, the struggle, the learning curve and the, and your, and your journey to where you are now.
1: So what was it like at the beginning? Um, well, I had quit my job and, uh, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have quit before I, you know, had a funnel going or anything of that sort, but I quit uh, quite boldly in January and I wasn't working, I'd say full time until about maybe July or August of that year. So I had about six, seven months, but what was nice is I, I, I had some me time, read a lot of books um, I've always in the last, probably since I was about 17, 18, I've been reading a lot of books just about, um, success and spirituality and just different, different ways, um, you know, different perceptions from each author. But anyhow, uh, I left the job and it was tough, Nick, I left and I, I was making close to six figures and then I, I started real estate and I was making nothing, um, I did not change my lifestyle, which I probably should have, but I didn't. Uh, so, you know, still buying those clothes, still going shopping and still doing certain things and spending money. I didn't realize, uh, that this is, you have to save for a rainy day in real estate. So that was probably one of my first lessons that I learned. Um, but I, I didn't make, I didn't make much at all in the first year and it was very tough. I was doing uh, door knocking. I was actually working with uh, DJ who had taken mm-hmm. me on and, and he was my mentor, which was amazing. And, um, you know, I hit the pavement. I was I was doing door knocking, and and um, I was very excited, though. You know, it was that excited energy to be in something new and something different. I worked in West Van when I first started. Um, the people I remember knocking on a door, and it was oh, this is a former, you know, NHL player, and this is a former. Uh, he used to play baseball in Texas, and there's so many people that you got to meet. But um, it was it it was a lot of work, uh, and it was very tough. And 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 being uh, not to use this as an excuse, but being a woman and then also being a young one at that, uh, I don't. I don't think we were taken. I, I wasn't taken very seriously at the door.
0: Right. Yeah. So you're finding that purely based on your age and being a woman was. It was a. It felt it was yet another hurdle to jump to reach success. The one thing about I find out about real estate is that. Um, I find that the, like women actually crush it in this business and I, and I, and it's not, and, and the most, pow- I think some of the most powerful and successful r- realtors in Vancouver are women. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're not like, I won't say it, like, I'm not, I guess, bitchy, <laughs> like, like masculine women they're very feminine Mm -hmm. beautiful smart intelligent friendly people Mm -hmm. and you see it over and over again and and um it must be maybe it's the ability to multitask maybe it's the ability to absorb information and really listen to people but a combination of everything is or energy Mm -hmm. they they are their women in the city are incredible realtors yeah um and and it's and it's actually a little bit intimidating to go up against like a like a big, a woman agent. Yeah, it's tough. I'm not worried about the men. Yeah, the women <laughs> the one that's that actually scare me because yeah. I'm like, oh shit.
1: There <laughs> are some against, pretty amazing women. There, there are, really right? Are. Yeah, there
0: are. So, so it, the 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 barrier mm-hmm. of thinking that women can't make it or thinking that um, I'm too young,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it's all a mindset. I agree. Right? Yeah. Uh, I As agree. soon as you get through that story, it's you'll you'll realize it's just it's just make believe.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. a story I told myself uh, for a while. You know, when when I didn't have success at a door, or I didn't have success with an expired. Um, you know, I'd look at myself and say, "Okay, am I too young? Am I too inexperienced?" Um, even coming from the background that I did, uh, and and the mentorship that I had, it was it was a doubt that I had. And when you have self doubt, that energy comes across. Um, so, so yeah, that was, that was something that I learned over the years as a woman in business, as anybody in business. I think even men, you know, when you first start, you're going to have your own doubts. You're going to have your own set of doubts. We have our own set of doubts.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's the same stories, right? It's what we create. I'm not good enough. I'm not Old enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not whatever enough.
1: Exactly. Like
0: if you can if you can recognize and like and just like they sl- like roll up a newspaper and slap it on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> then then you then you you you've, you've recognize that you appreciated that comment or that internal thought and then you've tabled it because that's not reality. That's Dirty just true. that's just fiction. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're door knocking in West Vancouver and and you're meeting really cool people and you're doing business right.
1: <laughs> um, I was meeting great people, but they weren't paying the bills. Um That's So, and I actually uh, drove out. So I live in the Valley here. You're here in White Rock, South Surrey right now where we're doing the podcast. Um, I live in the Valley out here and I drove to West Vancouver every day. I crossed uh, three, what is it? Three bridges or four bridges to get there. I used to See, wake something. up
0: there's a tunnel maybe. I'm not too there's sure. There's a tunnel
1: in there depending yeah. on which route you take. Yes, well yeah. actually both routes. But yeah, so I, I I did that, Nick, for a year. Um and I would yeah, I did that for a very long time. And I'd wake up uh, around, you know, probably four thirty or so and I'd found myself coming back home and getting in the door probably around nine, nine thirty at night. Right. Um, for a very long time. It was it it was an interesting experience. It's something that I think has helped uh, shape, you know, right. my, my pretty much, I was very grateful for that mentorship. I would drive out and, and I learned so much, but yeah, it didn't pay the bills and I spent a lot of money on gas. <laughs> so yeah. yeah.
0: What were you for that hour and a half drive? What were you doing in your car? I'm curious.
1: Yeah. You know, it was an older vehicle at the time. I did not have any Bluetooth in my car, right. um, so sometimes I would actually uh, stream a podcast before I left my house right. in the morning, and I'd listen to it in the car. I also had a set of CDs. Uh, that car had a CD player, and I had a set of CDs um, that were, it was called Your Wish is Your Command, and it was a CD series about success and law of attraction. Um, and, and I like to take... I like to hear people's stories as well. Mm -hmm. Um, podcasts were something, it's funny that I'm here now, but podcasts, something that I listen to every day, um, in the mornings when I'm getting ready. But, but, but yeah, that time when I was driving out there, it was either a podcast of someone else's story I was listening to, uh, or it was that CD set.
0: So your ritual, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Your ritual was getting your car, listen and learn. Yeah. Always learn, right. Then go to work, learn from the mentors that you had around you. Door knock and learn, yeah. right? You're just learning the business. You're learning, you're training your mind for success is what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And creating the law of attraction, Yeah. you put it out there, it'll come to you. It's, and it's like, it's, people think it's woohoo, but it's real.
1: It's real. I, I, I did it wrong. The first couple of times I used to think law of attraction was sit there and, you know, meditate and, oh, I want this beautiful, I don't know, you know, I want to go on this amazing vacation or I want this car. Or I want this health or I want abs. And then I'd sit there and eat chocolate. Like that wouldn't get me what I want. It's a combination of mindset. It's a combination of taking action um, and then working towards it every day. So, and that, those, those podcasts and those CDs just kept me on track because it's not easy when you're starting a business and you're so used to, you know, in the, in my job prior, I was used to climbing up a certain ladder and I was used to a certain amount of success. Um, And then when you're taking on a new challenge and constantly hearing no, Uh, and then looking at everyone around in our office, everybody is doing fantastic. And for me coming in and being an agent that was not from West Van, um, you know, trying to take that on, it was very tough. So it it helped me, uh, it helped my mindset stay uh, on path so that I would continue to do everything I did every day.
0: That's amazing. So, so then from West Vancouver back home. Yes. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, that's such a funny story, but, um, you know, one day I was sitting there and I, I, you know, for those that, that probably, they don't know this, but I actually grew up on a farm in North Dakota in the States and I love farms and we had a beautiful barn and, and it was just, it was amazing. Um, I can't recall how many acres we lived on, but there was deer in the backyard and everything. So I used to love that. And there was a point in in this business, I think the biggest thing is to be authentic in any business really. Um, and that's when I found my shift. Honestly, that's, I, I remember sitting there and I went for a walk in a park. No one knows. So I cried my eyes out. Um, it was probably just a week or two before uh, Christmas that year that I had made the shift that previous January, I'd quit my job. Mm-hmm. So it was that full year now coming circle. And I looked back and I thought, wow, this is not what I thought it would be. And I, um, I went to uh, a random trail and, and somewhere where no one would find me, and I went for a walk, and I listened to a podcast, and I took—I couldn't even listen to it anymore. I just took it out and I started crying. And at that moment, I thought, you know, I got to do. Something. I'm not being authentic to myself. Mm-hmm. West Van is beautiful, and the homes are gorgeous. It's—it's um, it's just not something that was aligned with where I saw myself. Ultimately, mm-hmm. um, I there. It, it just. I love it there. I I don't see myself living there. So it was hard to sell the dream of someone else living there. It Mm -hmm. wasn't making sense. So I sat back and I thought, wow. So anyhow, I, um, but, but, but it was actually a couple months before that, that I found myself in the office, uh, looking at photos of, um, estate properties out here. And this was probably in October before Mm -hmm. that all happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so sorry to backtrack on that, but I do recall, I I forgot to to mention that. anyhow, I, I I made sure that the seller got hold of it. And when they did, we received a call and we ended up going out there for a listing appointment and ultimately got the listing and sold it. Uh, we were probably, I think the third or fourth agent in, and and, and we were, we had success with that probably within that month. Um, and, and I, I found myself so excited to, to, to be working out here and it was obviously close to home. It was an area I was familiar with and it was an area that I saw myself living because I do live here. Um, so, so yeah, that was probably the start of coming out here. And then you and I had done, uh, some work out here together mm-hmm. as well. And it just, it kind of just rolled out from there and it just uh, built up on referrals, but it had started based on expired.
0: Right. And then, and then the deal that changed, there's always one deal that changes your life, you know, that says I, it gives you the confidence, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. And is that the Langley deal?
1: I have to say it was that Langley home. It was, yeah. there was something about that home and it still sits. It was, I was very fortunate. I got a chance to sell it again after that, uh, the next year afterwards. Oh, really? <laughs> and I'm now amazing friends with not only the first set of sellers, but also the second set of oh, sellers, wow. um, who, yeah, we're just really great friends and amazing families. So, um, yeah. That house really sits true. I actually found myself sometimes driving. I don't live in Langley myself, but I would drive out there and, and just have a look and see how the house is keeping up and how they're taking care of it. Almost as if it's my own home. But, uh, that house is very special for me and that changed, uh, the way that I saw myself in real estate right. and the way that I saw, um, the business and also learned what excited me about the business. Right. I love working and helping, helping people. I just love it.
0: That's love amazing. That. Yeah. So, um, so now of course you have Tremendous success in in real estate. You you're designing your life around obviously what you want. You know you you're you. I see your listings like all the time on Instagram, and I see <laughs> them come through the art because we're in the same office. I yeah, see them come through yeah. our office email. <laughs> yes, and it's impressive. I'm like, wow, Sid so got another another big new house, and it's like so. You are basically you basically envision this realtor that you wanted to be, and you and four four years later, you're just crushing it now right thank you yeah
1: yeah it's um i'm very fortunate to be in the office that we're in because you know any time and it's it's funny because I think first off, I'm not anywhere where I want to be yet. Um, I, I should make that clear. I'm 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 always constantly learning. I'm I'm never fully satisfied with okay. This is this is it. This is ultimately where I wanted to end up because it's it's not. Um, there's certain chapters that I want to open up. There's certain uh, routes that I want to take with business. But uh, that being said, I remember when I would come in saying, "Oh, I, I did a great deal," and I'd come into the office and someone's sitting there doing a. $200 million transaction in downtown Vancouver. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, it, it constantly pushes us. You guys are doing some great stuff out there. So I'm very lucky to have the mentorship. and
0: Right. And, and and in real estate or like in anything, it's whatever you can imagine, you can achieve, Yeah. right? And then as long as you imagine put your state of mind into it, focus and have a strategy, you can do it, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're a testament to that, right? where you. you. When I first met you. To where you are now.
1: Yes. It feels like (laughs) yesterday. It does. But
0: but it's, um, but, uh, but you make it, you make the business better, right? You make it look, you bring a lot of integrity to, to what we do as realtors. Um, especially with the reputation that realtors as a whole seem to have. Yeah.
1: We have that reputation, right? We're slimy realtors or slimy salespeople. But, um, I think when your intention is clear and your energy is set out. So every time I take something on, I always set the intention and I, um, I don't like to take on things that I can't do. And I think that's really, it's funny because when I first started out, I would take on anything. I would find myself, Oh yeah, you want me to sell your place in, you know, Port Coquitlam? Sure. I'll do it. But now I find myself uh, just being authentic and honest with my sellers right. or my clients, my buyers. And I think that's what's really helped. And it, it helps me as well. I set my intention before I start. What what do I want to do here? And how can I help these people? And can I do it? Right. And, and if I can do it, then I will do it. And then I think that's when your energy and your focus just lines up, Then right. then it makes sense. Right.
0: Yeah. So tell everybody, if you don't mind, <laughs> about your two cell phone... Uh, uh well, you have two cell phones.
1: No, right? I'm not a drug dealer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have two
0: cell phones and there's a reason why you have it. Um, Explain the mistake that you made. And this is, it's this terrible societal thing that happened. And I'm so sorry to all the women out there that have to deal with this <laughs> kind of crap because of men. And I apologize from all the men in the world, but
1: uh, what happened? So funny. Okay, no. So when I... um when I first started out and I decided to shift my business out this way and it was almost like starting over again in, in White Rock. And so, uh, you do what every realtor, you know, what everyone says you should do. You should be a realtor on a bus stop. So right. I managed to get, uh, some new bus stops that were going up, uh, bus shelters, I should say, sorry, that were going up, uh, on Marine drive, which is a busy, busy, um, uh, area, especially in the summer. And mine had gone up
0: prime time in White Rock,
1: in White Rock Yeah,
0: on the waterfront, waterfront, yeah.
1: right in front of all of the, you know, the restaurants and the, like the, the second club we have in town pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, so it was a bus shelter. So I had three of them all on Marine drive. So when you're driving down Marine drive, it was, but the idea was you'd hit me once and you'd hit me twice and you hit me three times. Right. And it was just the reminder for people that were going through. Um, so, so I did that. I, I had uh, my photographer, she took beautiful headshots. We had the whole thing done. So I put them up. And all of a sudden, uh, on Saturday it was Fridays and Saturday nights. I started getting calls from unknown numbers uh, on uh, on my phone at I think it was two a.m. or three a.m. And um, I couldn't understand what was going on. And afterwards, when I when I looked back, and I, I it was I actually had some other calls as well. Um, just you know, people that would call me in the day and say, Hey, you know, like we want you to come and look at our house, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, let's meet here, or Hey, why don't we go grab lunch? And it was just nothing. it Didn't feel right. It didn't right. sit right. And um, and that that was it, that's not how I wanted to do business. So I thought this is weird. And then I looked back and I realized it was when I put my bus shelter up. And then when I'd start asking people when they'd call me, hey, where did you see me? And they'd see me on the bus shelter. Um, some of those calls, you could tell the red flag right away. But my phone just started blowing up, Nick, at like 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning on Saturdays and yeah, Sundays. Cr- and it was guys.
0: Yeah, creepy guys.
1: Drunk guys rolling out of that bar, calling the first thing that they saw in the bus shelter in front of them. Worst placement. It was terrible. It was a learning experience. I don't recommend it if you're ever looking to do it so on Marine all, Drive. For all women yes.
0: who, um, who don't want to be harassed by men, <laughs> do not put bus stop, uh, advertising in front of clubs.
1: No, I think that was uh, totally my fault. I don't know how I didn't see that, but, um, I was just excited to be in a location that was, you know, in the heart of town. Well, it was where a lot of, uh, you know, most people here spend their summers and they go down to the beach and have food and whatnot. But, Yeah, that's what I thought I was going to attract, but I attracted the drunk guy at 3 a.m. in the morning. And so, um, that is the two phones. So my work phone, if anyone uh, is calling me, um, unless it's a client overseas that I'm expecting or something. But outside of that, I am not picking up anything after a certain period of time. After 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. (laughs) After 1 a.m., no one's calling me, not until the morning. That's right. Yeah, that was really funny. It was a really interesting I find
0: that very interesting. I would have, as a man... I would have never even thought of that. Yeah. not that crazy how we, the world is some, a little bit, but anyway.
1: when I first started, there was a woman that told me, make sure you don't put your face. She was an older uh, woman realtor and she'd been doing it for a long time. I thought maybe she's a bit old school, but she was right. She said, "Don't put your face on certain signage. Don't put your face on a business card." Um, and some women do that, and they're super successful, and that's good for them. But that was my own strategy. So if you see my stuff, I don't have my face on um, my boards outside and,
0: and things. Right. Like that. But, Interesting. It's too bad that society is like that. But you know what? You adapt, and and you're and you're doing it amazing. So it's working. Thank you. So I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that are looking to get into the business, who are in the business and struggling. um, Is there any advice that you have for those women?
1: You know, I'd I'd say a lot of it and and for women, and I can't speak to all of them, but I know for myself and some of the colleagues that I've spoken to in my office and other offices is for women. um, We always think it's tough to go up against men. Well, a lot of women do. Um, When I had started in this business, a lot of men would talk, Uh, a certain way to me and and I didn't like it but I didn't stand up for myself Mm -hmm. and as a woman I think it's okay to be selective about who you want to do business with it's okay to stand your ground and um and you know say no this isn't something that I want to work on but if you're starting out uh this is a business where you, you do have to um you have to be aware, uh, you have to, you have to be quite safe. Um, so what, when you're doing open houses, you should always have somebody there with you. I do. Mm-hmm. I have somebody in the home with me at all times. Um, but, uh, but a lot of it, you know, if you're talking about just a confidence standpoint or just somebody starting out and what you yeah. should be doing, um, you, you, I listen to a lot of podcasts for women in business, whatever business they're in, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's real estate or anything else. But, um,
0: is there, is there a certain podcast or book that you like? That you could, that you would recommend to other women?
1: Yes, uh, girl boss. I absolutely love Sofia Maruso. I listen to her podcast every day. Really she doesn't wild. even have episodes that come out every day, and I'll just re-listen to them. But she interviews some amazing women from all walks of life, any age, any category, and it's just so exciting to hear. It. So I start my day that way. I listen to, I, I always listen to something in the morning, right. but that's my favorite podcast, and so I recommend that.
0: Education, learning. Um, uh, creating rituals is what you did, creating good habits and just visualization of where you want to be and just believe that, believe that will happen. Not could happen, but will happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have a vision board and I have every, I've I, yeah, I, I look at it every day.
0: Yeah. So. And for all the women out there, again, I said it earlier in the podcast, the, like, I am scared shitless to go up against <laughs> a, a, a Bay boss. And when it comes to a, a listing presentation, you know i do lose out and um and i and you know what fair game i mean there's the women in this industry are very powerful compassionate and detail oriented and just crush it so you know there's no stopping you the, yeah. the the story in your head that women can't make it it's just a story in your head that's not mm-hmm. reality talk to any of the women the big top realtors and we're talking the top realtors in in Vancouver, I would say a, 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 at least a majority are women. Yeah, right? absolutely. They are, yes. and yeah. they're the ones that have the most successful teams. Yes, because they can somehow they know how to hold, them together. hold them together.
1: Yep. <laughs> they do, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, that's uh, that. Being said, I need to interview somebody who has a, a woman who has a successful teaming and, and steal their secrets.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, Sid, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, I can't wait to see where you are next year and the year the year after, and by the time you know in three or four or five years, it's going to be uh, who knows what it is, but it's going to be great.
1: Thank you, thank okay. you so much. I'm excited. So
0: thank you so much, everybody, for listening uh, to to Real Talks. This is Sidra Savari. Um, I'm going to put her information in the. Um, in the description of this podcast uh, episode, I want you to follow her on Instagram. Yours it's uh, at sold by Sid.
1: Uh, no, it's nope. at Sidra of Oh, there
0: yes. we go. Okay. So, so next that it'll be in the, the, all the details will be in the, um, the podcast description. You need the follower, follow her journey, and it's something quite inspirational. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you later.
1: Thanks, Nick.